this is Kayla. And I'm Desi. And you're listening to Sunday Sips. Talks about the culture. Um, so, if you haven't noticed, we got some beats. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, Adesia hooked us up with some new beats. Well, it wasn't me. It was um, his producer. His name is Savage Royale. And so, we definitely appreciate him. Um, also, while I have the mic, I would like to say we keep telling people like, subscribe, and follow, but we never say what to follow. So our Instagram is at sundaysips underscore, and um, we do have an email, and it's sundaysips at yahoo.com. We went with Yahoo this time. Uh, so feel free to write us with suggestions for topics or drinks or um, questions we may answer. Yeah, send us questions. If you have a question for Andesia or myself, well, I will gladly read and answer them on air. All right. It's, it, it, might as well send them. You already don't got the answer. Might as well try. <laughs> so, um, what are we drinking today? We have Truly lemonade hard seltzer we're drinking strawberry lemonade and i put a little bit of uh, grapefruit juice in mine Ooh. i know it was from my grapefruit that i couldn't eat this morning so i just like squeezed it into a mason jar that's so fresh mm-hmm. and our topic is superwoman complex interesting okay so first like tell me why you chose this topic mm-hmm uh, this topic is actually something that I've been reflecting on and thinking about a lot, uh, especially I think since my career in education has progressed. And I think that for certain reasons, I felt like I can't separate my life from my work because I feel like everything about my job I'm responsible for. Like, um, And then when I need help, it's a matter of like, who should I go to if I'm the person who is the one who gives advice? And so I think that I've been reflecting on this a lot as like I've been working in education. I've seen like other women of color like burning themselves out and stressing themselves out, which they're doing it for the good of their job. But it's also like the stress and the weight of the world already on you. And now you're expected to put on the stress of like other people's like children. And it kind of all came together when I had a moment last week. And I didn't know why I broke down. And I think I was just like, I'm just so tired. And I had no idea why I was tired. And it was because it was one of the first times that I had actually checked in with myself to see how I felt and if I was okay. Because I had so much going on around me. I didn't think that the priority was to see if I was okay. Because I felt like there's nothing I can do about it right now anyway. If something's wrong, I'm going to have to fix it anyway. So I might as well not even ask myself how I'm doing. I remember so the other day, like when you called me, mm-hmm. because I think this is probably like right after all of the all of these like feelings that you were having came to a head, mm-hmm. and you were texting me mm-hmm. during the day, and I am at work, mm-hmm. so I'm like trying to be a supportive friend, but I'm also like trying to meet some deadlines at work <laughs> and juggle it too, and and I could like tell just by like the tone you know and like the speed of the text that you know like you were pretty upset my first reaction was honestly like I think you're overreacting like 
but it's not the end of the world. This guy is not following. Yeah, you very much like, came off like you were giving me like a how-to guide on a how to get through it. Yeah. But like for when I was texting back to like what your reaction was, like I was overreacting. <laughs> and then I told you that I wanted to do this topic. Like I kind of mm-hmm. said it right then. Like I want the topic for my birthday to be super complex. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. sure. And then I asked her, well, what are like some of the things that would characterize a superwoman complex? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking this doesn't apply to me. And so then I ask you, like, and you run down all of these things and it's like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like this mm-hmm. has Kayla written all over it. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong. My initial reaction was wrong. Like mm-hmm. most initial reactions are yeah is um it's valid like I understand and it's taken me like years to deal with my own emotions and my own superwoman complex Mm -hmm. I never put that name on it yeah but I guess that's what it is yeah so I think I first want to ground us in like what actually it is like if there was a definition to put to it So um, I'm going to quote the New York Times, Dr. Inger E. Burnett Zeigler, a clinical psychologist, and she defines the strong black woman um, as a cultural icon born of black woman's resilience in the face of systemic oppression that has dismantled families and made economic stability a formidable challenge. She is self-sufficient and self-sacrificing. She is a provider, caretaker, a homemaker, and often she is suffering. It is often outlined with unrealistic expectations, the suppression of emotions based off of those expectations Mm -hmm. and the reasons why you believe you have to suppress the emotions. So when I first talked to you about it and like, you know, it takes a lot for me to tell somebody when I'm struggling. So when I did it and you know, the first reaction you're going to get is like, oh, you'll be okay, or you'll get through it. What I tell myself in my head is, well, I don't have a choice but to be okay and to get through it. Yeah, like no one's going to come save you. Yeah. There's no Superman. And I have to be, not not only do I have to figure this out for myself, but I have to be my best self for somebody else because I also have to take on what other people need from me. Mm -hmm. And so... I do want to say you had this actually come up right before we came to report record this podcast. Yes. Oh my god. Are you are you okay with telling the story? I think it's really like no. Yeah, I can tell you. That's fine. Yeah. So I I've been working all day. It's Friday. Mm -hmm. It's not only Friday, but like right before a three day weekend. Okay. And I I text Andesia and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll be on my way. I'm coming over. I grab my computer, get my bag together, like, and then I go to the bathroom, (laughs) and I can hear from the bathroom, someone is calling me on my work computer, Mm -hmm. like, it's ringing, Mm -hmm. and so, I'm like, crap, so, when I'm done, I come back to my computer, I text them, I'm like, hey, is this, like, do you really need me right now? (laughs) It's now, like, 5.50. It's an hour into the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's almost, clear. like, 6 o'clock. All right. So, so they get on the phone with you. They call me, like, and we have a meeting on Tuesday at 9 a.m. And, Kayla, are people planning on working on Monday of no, next week? No, Monday is a holiday. Exactly. It's okay. I just want to be clear. So they're expecting this to be done the next time business is open. 
Basically. And so what was the first thing you told yourself? Yeah, so then I texted Dusty. I'm like, you know what? I got this problem. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it can be solved kind of quickly. So I'm like, I'll, I'll be over as soon as I can. And so what piece of superwoman complex do you think you were feeding into at that moment? I felt like this sense of urgency, which was caused by sales reps that I work with. The error of somebody else. Well, right, like, right, Let's right. call it what it is. Like, somebody else <clears throat> messed up. They caught it at the last minute, and they I decided... that I get on this, like, group chat that's, like, with all of my uh, pricing people, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, are any of you guys still working? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, well, someone's going to try to call you mm-hmm. and get you to do this. And they're like, yeah, Kyle already ignored that phone call. So basically, my man, like my team lead, who is above me, already ignored this sales call, and now I'm picking it up. Yeah, so you felt obligated to be responsive. Yeah. But I'm proud because, and I'm going to finish the story for Kayla. Uh, Kayla texted me and said, actually, I'm not even going to do it. I'm coming over. And I was like, I don't know what you decided not to do, but I'm proud of you. I decided not to do it. I decided it'll be there when I get home. Yes, and it's not your problem. And we need to quit treating everything like we have to solve for it. Uh, so, Kayla, why do you think Superwoman Complex is so prevalent in, like, black women? I know as a woman, mm-hmm. like, we want to do it all mm-hmm. and live up to the image of, like, the perfect spouse and the perfect, like, body and, like, the... Like, the way we were that, like, we never really were. Uh-huh. Um, this fake persona of, like, a wife that does it all. Yeah. But, like, now we work. Uh-huh. And... But what if you don't have a family? So, I think... And this is interesting that you even started with that. Okay. So... Okay, so... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Because of the white article? Is that why? Yes! Wow. Okay, so let's go ahead and <laughs> go here. White. Let's go ahead and go here. So, Kayla, your mom, we've said a couple of times... Uh, shout out to Kayla's mama. Kayla's mom's white. She grew up in like a white household with like seeing the family as like from a white perspective. I didn't. I seen families from back, black perspective. So she automatically went to like the family dynamic. Yeah, and that's so interesting to me because I don't think that way. I think of like me as an individual solo person. And I think that goes, ooh, child. <laughs> Can I go ahead and go here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, take it. Okay. So in... I'm not a scholar, but well, I haven't wrote a book on this, but I've done research on like actual stuff. I didn't just Google Superwoman Complex. Right. Um, so I first learned about this topic when it wasn't called that. I was in a literature class for African-American literature and like black literature. And they talked about how the black woman is the pack mule of society. And I was like, mm, that's a really interesting analogy. I'm real visual. And I saw a mule who has to put all of this weight on them and they're expected to keep going no matter how heavy it is. Mm. And so, and then we start to learn about um, how the, the um, construct of family has been dismantled in the black community. So first, when we were slaves, the black man was property. Like, Slaves were property. So the black man was property, could be sold, could be killed, could be relocated at the drop of a hat. So can the woman rely on the man to be there? No, she also is not in charge of her body. So she's not even responsible for if she's able to keep her kids or not. So the family already has been 
you know, torn apart from the minute we arrived. Then you look at our coming up in post, you know, slave and post slavery era. Like you have Jim Crow, you have um, like gerrymandering of districts, you have uh, blacks not being allowed to buy homes. So then they have to go and to live into like apartments where you can't build the equity in houses, your schools can't be invested into. So now you have redlining. Everything is designed to where the black family is not able to be unified and successful and pass something down to future generations. Yeah. And so constantly, if you're not able to rely on the black man because they're locked up at a higher rate or the war on drugs, actually the war on black men. And you have these programs that and these initiatives that are like breaking down our families. We are taught at a young age, like I have to be able to do things for myself. Because the idea of who might be there, I don't know. And so I think that's where Superwoman Complex comes in when I think of like where I see it in like myself and that I identify as a black woman. It's not that my father was in my life. I will say that. Um, But I was taught by my mom, you got to be able to do things for yourself. And she was taught that by her mom. And I can guarantee you, like, I'm going to teach something like that to my daughter. Yeah. And but you thought about it as the idea of what family is to you. Right. And so I think I've been like telling you this for a while and it's been taking you like a long time. Like I am really white. <laughs> and I still love and you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But like it and everything that you said, mm-hmm. I agree with 100%. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading a lot more, like probably over the last maybe two years, mm-hmm. I've been really like making it a point to read a lot of more black books about African-American history. Oh, yeah. Your um, library is stacked. I can't yeah. wait to start reading your stuff. And honestly, like, I didn't know all the things you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, until I had to like seek that information out for myself. Mm, And um, I read um, this, this book written by a former uh, slave girl. And like the way that she described the conditions Mm -hmm. in slavery, Mm -hmm. like it just got to me on a different level. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, when you're treated like cattle, Mm -hmm. when you're someone's property, Mm -hmm. We can just be traded and sold. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is fucked up. Then how can you have, like, a normal, loving family unit mm-hmm. when you're treated like not a human, like less than human? And people think that's something of the past, but what you don't understand is trauma is passed down. Like, Absolutely. there have been studies to show that, like, the trauma you go through at a young age, it changes your DNA coding and that DNA coding is passed down to your children. So people want to keep saying like we should, you know, it was so long ago. Why can't we move past this? Um, why do you think there's a higher rate of PTSD in certain schools? Yeah. And like, why do you think like we are sitting here having emotions and rage that we can't even describe because the rage was passed down. So like that's a whole different that. Like, but it's something like we could go into topics of that, but that's why it's important to understand this comes from, it is a complex because like it's been built on so many different layers and levels and you have to understand. What else should we say? So Kayla, do you think that Superwoman Complex, the way it's described, 
can be in white women? Just yes or no? Yes. Why do you say yes? Because whatever you're like fighting, whether it's like your family or your kids or your spouse or everyone's got their own like path to walk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree. Like it's harder and it's generational on mm-hmm. the, on black women, mm-hmm. but um, like life isn't always easy peasy for whites either. Like, Oh, okay. For real. Like, and there's a lot of poor whites. So, I mean, I came from a single-income family. We weren't poor, but my mom did a lot, and she worked a lot for the things that we have. I feel like I would say that, like, all women have battles, and it's just my opinion, I think when it comes to superwoman complex, I say no because when I think of, when I read about superwoman complex, it's grounded in like the systemic inequities that have had to be like battled to get you to that. So it's like, because of the systemic inequities that were put on people of color and black women. I wanna change my answer. No, that's what you said in the beginning, so that's okay. So that's okay, you can say something and then like, be like, okay, never mind. That's okay. fine. Right. But that's for me why I say what I say. So um, I think for me, the next step is what I want to do about it. So one thing I've really been trying to do is like have conversations with people about it, which is something I said. And I think when I said to one person, as I just said, like, if you knew how much people cared about you, you would know they'd be willing to do anything to help you, like you're willing to do for them. Mm-hmm. So, like, allow others to show they care about you. And so, and I, I'll say, like, sometimes I'll name, like, I'm asking you to do this. Um, and, like, it's a it's hard on me to ask for help, so. I think, like, too, we just all need to give ourselves, like, permission and uh-huh. room to, like, fail. Yeah. Or, like, room to, like, feel awkward and be in an awkward space for a minute while we're, like, figuring out how to better communicate yeah. with each other. We first need to know how to, like, feel like we're part of, like, teams. So I feel like I have a really strong team at work to where... We're not like competing for jobs. And I think this sense of competition also builds Superwoman Complex. So think about um, back in like, let's say 2015-ish. Okay. There could be a whole bunch of male rappers that were big. But Nicki Minaj was at the top. Right. And she was like the dominant one. And then we see Cardi B come up. By and the dominant, the- me like the dominant female rapper. exactly like there can only be one female exactly. rapper at a time and then cardi b comes up you know years later and there's this big feud and i'm like why can't there be another and y'all just support each other why is there yeah. always when it's women it's a competition yeah and so if we could get past that and be like sis if you win i win like when i yeah. see my friends winning i am winning and That's so when exactly i see I them hurting I am hurting. I can only do as well as my sister. That is it. I am because we are. So if we all had that mentality, then we would seek to help each other. And we would seek to like help each other recharge. Like if you're at 50%, you're not good for the team, boo. I'm going to need you to get at 100 and then come back at us when you're at 100. And so I do want to say like by the time y'all listen to this, I will be 29. Yeah. Would you like to do a toast or shall I do a toast? 
Ooh, I'll do a birthday toast. Okay. Oh, I wasn't ready. Oh, do you want to pause it and think? No, no, no. no. Okay. So. That means I have to wait to um, Raise your cups, everybody. Mm-hmm. Tandesia, this is her last year of her 20s. I hope you live it up. I will be here every day to wake your ass out of bed and Are live you life in? to the fullest. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But I live around the corner. So. You do. I hope you have every success in life. Um, I know that you will do great things. I know this is only the beginning. Like, you're so young and so accomplished already. Like, girl. Yeah. Remember the little people, like, after you get awesome. Aww. Um, What else? I think we're good. Okay. I think that was beautiful. And I think that if anybody else um, was taking the toast to us, we appreciate you. Be sure to give us a review and share this. Like, subscribe. Um, thank you. Yeah. Listen to the beats again. Shout out to Savage Royale. Yep, that's him. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. Bye, guys.